on this episode of Beer, Blues, and BS. Hey, it's the official Howard Appreciation Club meeting. That's right. They're here. They're sharing some love. Kind of. I, I don't know if I should view it that way. We'll let you decide. But JS is here, and he's bringing a mystery beer, which was anything like last time. I mean, oh boy, it could be interesting. The local geek also joins us. We're going to talk about some, ah, you know, 4th of July plans, some other shenanigans. I work on building a truck. JS works on building something that is probably just hedging the bets of legal. What is this? You're just going to have to watch. You're just going to have to find out. Boy, oh boy, strap in as we talk 4th of July and have a great time. You're in a good place. Welcome to the show. It's Howard Blues and V Mark Kidder. Pork all beverage, prophecies, and your time with The Triple B! Well, the Triple B sucks. Okay? Come on. Whatever, man. This is Beer, Blues, and BS. Online at BeerBluesBS.com. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Beer, Blues, and BS. The podcast that stands for truth, Justin, and the American way. I'm your host, Howard Blues, here, as always, with my co-host, the man, the myth, the legend, the Mark Kidder. Kidder, how you doing tonight? <clears throat> Howard Blues, I am alive. Uh, I'm here. I don't know if, you know, things are going one way or the other, but uh, that's, that's, um, that's how it goes. So we're here. But I brought back up this week. I mean, you you do this, and you know, you never usually tell me about it. Although I figured this one out, I had a hunch. It's good stuff. Okay, I guess I'll introduce him. <laughs> Joining us this evening, uh, first and foremost, because he was on the call first. That's how I usually do this. Uh, but welcome back to the show, the official brewmaster of the Triple B. The local geek is here with us. Local geek, how you doing tonight? Hey guys, doing pretty good. Um, it's been a while since I've been on, so it's nice to get back together with you and see everybody again. It's been a good, I don't know, two weeks. <laughs> it's been too long. I know it's, it's been longer than two weeks. <laughs> it's a joke because you're here all the time. I, I was for a while. It was like every other week. Oh, yeah. See? And, uh, Showing his love and appreciation for one particular host. Uh, joining us, and I'll probably be cursing his name later, uh, it is the official armorer of the Triple B, but JS Gunslinger is back with us as well. JS, how you doing tonight? Wonderful, gentlemen. I got a, uh, a whole table full of things that go boom next to me. I got a whole cooler full of beer, and it's going to be a hell of a show. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be something. <laughs> it's going to be something. <clears throat> and uh, on that promise of something interesting, uh, gentlemen, we should move immediately into everybody's favorite segment of the show, and that is What's on Tap? So I'm just going to have to say it. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> but uh, JS, do you want to introduce this thing that we all have <clears throat> well again well gentlemen so we have another round of what's on tap mystery edition 
and we're gonna see, we're, we'll, uh, we'll see uh, we'll see how this one goes. I made a promise, and I, I said I wouldn't bring four loco. However, that's all I said. Well, it uh, it should be. It might not be as exciting as the last one. It might taste better, and it it's not a hundred proof. So we'll we'll just we'll just go with there. Go from there. We'll uh, we'll we'll see, we'll see if you guys can figure it out. I know one of you is going to get it right off the bat, but we'll uh, we'll see if we'll see if all three of you can can determine what it is. I'm actually going to have a different drink because I didn't. I ran out of wrapping paper doing yours. <laughs> so I'm going to start off with something different and then I'll, uh, I'll switch to that one. Okay. So, so what are you having? Let, let's, let's, let's I, the suspension and, you know, get everybody uh, wondering what this is going to be. I'm going to start sense. out with another show first. I believe. Cause I don't think it's even been in the liquor store very long, but big lost wild. Whoops. Big lost. I was got Howard's in the face way. in the way. The Howard's big face instead of the big <laughs> lost. I have what big lost wild man. It is a mead wine. Um, get medicated. Mead is the world's oldest fermented beverage made from honey. Mead was a favorite of the ancient Egyptians, Chinese, Vikings, Saxons, and just about every other culture that loved to party down and get their pillage on. Our products are flavorful, flavorful, mellow, and perfectly suited for sipping with a damsel by candlelight or knocking back from a ram's horn before stacking the nearest nunnery. So get your pillage on. Big Loss Meadery, established 2014, no sulfates added, contains naturally occurring sulfites. Apparently there's a difference. Um, this is the Wild Man, other than standard, Mead with hops. It is 18% alcohol. And it is made by the Big Lost Meadery in Gillette, Wyoming. Local geek, Wyoming on the list. You know, I think Wyoming might have been missing up until this point. That was one of the ones that I uh, was having trouble finding, and it is currently at a zero. Woo! And I thought I had a glass in here. Just drink out of the bottle like a classy person from Wyoming. <laughs> we almost got the full thing through Howard's eyeball. Man, that's, this stuff is really, really good. I've, I've been a, a big fan of mead for a long time. I've tried quite a few different flavors of it. It's, you know, most of them are generally kind of the same thing. You get um, almost like a, oh, it's it almost tastes like a sweet, you know, it's a sweet white wine, essentially. But you get almost that, that kind of a red wine taste, but it's, a, but with a honey, <laughs> with a honey, with a, with a lot of honey overtone. This hop, this one here that's got the hops in it, um, this one almost adds a, it adds a, just a tiny bit of that of that IPA to it, but it's a really good combination between the honey and 
the the hops that's in there. This one's this one's really good. I'm gonna I'm gonna probably go like four point four, maybe. Sarn tootin'. Mead's one of the uh, items on my list for trying to make at some point. So I, I've I've heard it's easy and difficult at the same time. Yeah, it's easy <laughs> to turn into vinegar, but it's not a difficult process to make it normally. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I got this one for uh, got this one for my birthday from from the the groomer extraordinaire. So. I reckon that's pretty good. Kidder, what do you got? I got myself a mustache. I, I see that. <laughs> it's nice. Please, mustache, too. <laughs> Tip of the cap to you. <laughs> got, got this here cap. Uh, going, <laughs> going in the Wild West here. <laughs> Let me tell you what, as a, a silver top can, that's that's what this is. I don't know if everybody else is ready for this one either. I mean, I'm opening well, mine. You might as well just back at the same time, and you know. Aww. Very citrusy. I, I threw my guess into the bottom of the run sheet before I opened this. So. Interesting guess. Going off the smell, I don't think it's right. I don't think it's right either. <laughs> well, gentlemen, to us once again, drinking a mystery beer from JS. <laughs> May we all survive. Cheers. Uh, yeah, uh, cheers. Yep. You'll make it. I think it's an IPA. I think it's uh, the... What is he doing? Oh, he's cutting the damn <laughs> lip off, so then then he can drink. Damn tape. Who taught you to use tape, JS? <laughs> I, you know, can, I can use tape like a master gift wrapper. You, 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 you should see what happens when, when I wrap, uh, wrap presents. Yeah, because you know, you know what I love when I I drink uh, you know my alcoholic beverage. It's the gum tape. <laughs> it's, it's packing tape, so it's smooth. You know, you don't. It's not like duct tape or basking tape. And I had to, otherwise, you maybe could have seen what it was. I I will say it's like a hundred times better than the four loco. <laughs> <laughs> so a hundred times zero is still zero. <laughs> what what did you guess there's oh you put it over in the other one that's i don't i, I, I was I like don't, where I don't did it I go hard arizona tea def i don't think it's it's no, a hard arizona it, tea it is no. not arizona tea uh i do think it's an ipa uh i think it it might be the new belgium uh, uh what the hell is it called the Ranger IPA thing. It is not an IPA. Wow. I don't have the run sheet, so I uh it it, it it's coming to you. Just okay. check your email shortly. It yeah, things take a while on my ancient yeah. laptop. Um 
Yeah, it's it's not an IPA. It's definitely not that. It's mm -hmm. definitely citrus. Yeah. Mm -hmm. it's, there's some grapefruit to it. I'm getting that. It's more pleasant than than an IPA. I will say better. It is better than the uh, Sunny D vodka seltzer we had on. Yes. It, it, is, it is also not a seltzer. <laughs> I, yes, I, I could tell because this actually has like a decent flavor and doesn't taste like it's watered down. <laughs> what it is exactly, I don't have a guess, but it's a grapefruit something. Yeah, it is a grapefruit. <clears throat> I want to say it's the grapefruit rattler, but I can't think of who makes it. We have a winner. It is um, Steigl. Is oh. that who makes it? What's that? Steigl. Yep. Yeah, Steigl or Steigl's grapefruit rattler. Well, hey, now uh, I can get rid of a bunch of the uh, bunch I of. I also have a, had a lemonade and a raspberry, but they didn't make it past day number three. Uh, my my uh, my wife and mother in law got into them, and yeah, hmm. they were really good. See, good work. I didn't, give, I didn't give you something terrible. That's a nice looking can. Yeah, you can actually you, see it now. You three got the got the steels, and those those were the last three I had. So I have a Polliner grapefruit Rattler hmm. from uh, Mucin. The story. Brewed in Germany, this one. Um, since 1634. 2.5% alcohol. One pint, 0.9 fluid ounces. Beer with grapefruit flavor added. Imported by Polliner USA, White Plains, New York. Brewed and filled by Polliner... Brewery Grumpy, GmbH and Co. Words I don't understand. Munich, Germany, and it is it is not a ball corporation can. And uh, for those uh, wondering about this uh, rather grapefruit, it is two point two five percent alcohol by volume. Uh, it is the Stiegel rather grapefruit product of Austria. Brewed by the Striegel Brewery in Austria, Austria's largest private brewing company, and imported by Winit 2 Inc., Middleton, Massachusetts. So, yeah. A nice smooth flavor to it, but yeah. low on the alcohol content for this show. These have been one of my favorites for a long time. They're, they only get them coming four packs, and they're kind of spendy. But they're really good. They, they, they just taste good. They're, mm -hmm. You're not uh, you're not going to get hammered on them. But they're really nice to sip, especially when it's hot. You're mowing the lawn. They come in pounders. <laughs> and anytime yeah. you're going to be doing a shandy rattler, you're going to lose some of that alcohol content. So yeah, yeah. They well, like I said, they also add have... in afterward with some Everclear. Could do that. That's how you end up with four local. <laughs> I, I didn't think anybody would drink him if they gave them opened cans. <laughs> he's he's not wrong. <laughs> I mean, I guess next time I could I could make some homemade mixed drinks and you know <laughs> distribute those to everybody. No, this then, this then is local good. geek you. would be wanting to fight because he'd be encroaching in his territory. <laughs> <laughs> no, the mystery <laughs> brews are my. They're I'm my. Really 
this niche. I'm not going to go anywhere, anywhere near the, uh, near the home brew. I'm just going to mix a bunch of shit together in a glass or a bottle and put a cap on it. Here you go. <laughs> and it'll be like a washed out pop bottle. Cause I'm not, I'm not that fancy. So. I mean, I've only brought one mystery drink. I think it won't be Glendalock. No, no. It, it might be. It might be Everclear. It might be Pendleton. Hmm. It might be ninety nine bananas. You'll just have to wait and see. I'm glad I I got you into that. Uh, I guess you got yourself. I I was thinking of the Templeton. This this is the uh, the good stuff oh, yeah. that I think you, yep. you enjoyed as well. Got to get the six year. Thanks for the bruise. Thanks for the round. There, absolutely. More we'll things change. The- more of these stay the same. We'll see what the next round of mystery uh, mystery beers has to has to offer. Maybe I'll just oh, you maybe are a local I'll, geek. <laughs> maybe I'll just go. I'll go to. Uh, I'll go to the, the the local giant liquor store and just close my eyes and just randomly grab things out of the cooler. <laughs> it's kind of what Howard and I do normally. So. <laughs> I'm slightly selective in what I randomly pull out of the cooler. I mean, I try and make sure it's not something I haven't had on the show. Mm. Try to make sure that it's something kind of interesting. I just make sure it doesn't have the the three letters of doom on it. (laughs) All right. I'll, uh, I'll go to the cheapest gas station in town and grab it out of the, out of the dollar, dollar 50 cooler. (laughs) Oh boy. (laughs) Might be a chalada, it might be a loco, might be a juice, it might be an old Milwaukee 800, you never know. Might be a steel reserve. Ooh, it could be. Uh, damn steel reserves. I'm going to have to retire from this show. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I've never actually had a steel reserve. I haven't either, actually. <laughs> you guys you opened your mouths now look at the wheels turning I'm just being honest remember I make your beer <laughs> <laughs> just because I don't like IPAs doesn't mean I won't make them for you <laughs> why are you looking at me I was pointing at JS because he's got the wheels turning I'm just sitting here like an innocent host don't look at me. I suggested nothing. I was going to say, uh, not only could the local geek make you an IPA, but he could tell you that I was something else, too. So it'd be a surprise <laughs> IPA. Just, just yeah. Mm. So anyway, gentlemen, we are on the cusp of the holiday weekend. The 4th of July is coming up. And uh, somebody thought that we should talk about 4th of July plans. So gentlemen. Any big plans for the weekend? I don't really have plans for the weekend, but on the 4th itself, we're going to have people over at our house uh, smoke some ribs, have some beers, blow stuff up. Sounds like a good time. Anybody anybody else? Plans? I was was left unattended on the way home today, and uh, I may or may not have made a stop to uh, a local fireworks stand. Which I said I was not going to do until the other night. We did a few fireworks and I got excited. <laughs> so, you I, get? Uh, I bought 
at least one of every Roman candle they had. <laughs> so I have. You're not. You're not gonna shoot them at at the propane tank or something, are you? That's my no, job. No, 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 no. Well, I mean, I won't make any promises, but uh, let's take the filter off here. Because so you're go. stuck with my face behind you forever. <laughs> <laughs> if it wouldn't burn me out constantly, I'd leave it there. So we have uh, cause you nightmares. We have two of these ballistic barrages. We have two cyber candles. We have a war machine. We have a neon barrage. Mind you, these are all 150 to, well, the biggest one is 666 shots. So these, these, are, the, <laughs> these are the giant Roman candles. <laughs> We have a so which one are you going to stick in your butt crack and light up? <laughs> we have a, a neon tracer. Ah, we have He skipped two right past that. So Um shooters. I, I, I heard the butt crack. And, uh, oh, I know you heard some, it. You just kept going. So I've it's going to be I've just some, a guess. I've got some tiny ones, but I don't know. We, uh, we have the giant buster. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll stick this one there and, you know, cause it's, it's gigantic. And, uh, and on top of that, the size of you. <laughs> on top of that, then we got a bunch of the, of the normal Roman candles. Um, and then I, I got, uh, I got some of the secret ones too. Um, the ones they don't, they don't put out. And, uh, while we're talking here, I'm going to be duct taping all of these together into one gigantic Roman candle and we're going to have a several hundred thousand shot Roman candle and it's going to be pretty epic. Um, we picked up some just the other night, took my son out to the to his first time really going to the fireworks stand to pick out some of his own. So that was kind of fun and got him some of the more kitty fireworks, some sparklers, the uh, we got super snaps, which I didn't realize until we got home are not the little paper ones that we had when we were kids. <laughs> they, they look like a little firecracker, but you throw them on the ground and they pop a lot louder. And yes, they do. I, I wasn't sure he'd be able to throw them hard enough, but he was, but he was throwing them right at his feet. And I was afraid he was going to hit himself or spark <laughs> on himself. It'll be fine. And then I we got to shoot bottle things. rockets at a propane tank. I'm fine. <laughs> So what I did is I grabbed a large piece of galvanized steel pipe and then welded a two-foot spike to it. And I'm gonna jam this thing into the ground at a short at a small angle, resembling, you know, a small cannon. And then this is where all the, the magic is gonna happen. You'll uh, you'll 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 see the wonderfulness towards the end here. Currently have it propped in a little tin can inside of a five-gallon bucket and then leading against the table so I don't punch a hole in my floor. So, JS, the only thing that I'm requesting you add is when you light that off, that through your mega sound system from wherever, get Jimi Hendrix in on it, make it happen. I need the Tchaikovsky 1812 Overture playing in the background while you record this. <laughs> that? That would be pretty awesome. Mm -hmm. 
especially while everybody runs screaming because it's shooting all over the place. <laughs> I might need some more hands. Um, this would be difficult. Um, I, I was going to say, and I know I'm, I'm kind of distracted because I'm assembling a truck, but did he say hands or hams? <laughs> well, we have both. Do. I will be in need of both by the time you I'm need, done with uh, this project. Here, this ham's for you. Yes. You know, while we're on the subject, I've also never had a hams. Wow. <laughs> had I known that, I would have stopped by his place before I stopped by your place. <laughs> you need a hams? <laughs> Here's the rest of a six pack. <laughs> hey, and don't, then Howard don't... changes his garage code. Don't, don't don't take all of them. I literally keep the hams in there to keep my uh, my dad from drinking my podcast beer. <laughs> you know, if he oh. keeps drinking those on accident and critiquing them, we're gonna have to have him on the show. And this sucks. Uh, he, he'd only he'd only last like maybe two minutes on this show. <laughs> all right, you guys mystery beer. We we can bring him in on another episode of of Four Local um, Madness. Uh, he wouldn't go for it. <laughs> he's he's not he's not going to do a, a mystery episode where he doesn't have any idea what he's drinking. Nope. That uh, I listen. He wouldn't be on this show, and I I tell you that because like when it does come up a conversation, like his usual take on it is, "Oh, you still do that stupid show with Kidder." <laughs> so. <laughs> At least what he about supports 90% your... of the audience thinks too, so at least he supports your endeavor. Sure. Well we'll call it that. He's wondering when we're gonna end it. <laughs> uh, I think he's just surprised that we keep doing it. Mm. That was we were out at the ranch for uh dinner tonight, and I uh I had a he gave me a summit extra pale ale, which I drank. Uh but he's like here. Here's some good beer compared to that crap you drink on that show of yours. <laughs> Thanks. Hmm. So, yeah. yeah. Okay. I think Did you tell them that crap makes good content, though? Yeah, I, I just am quiet about it. <laughs> I, I had to word him uh, tasting a beer, just testing it out, just edit it in. He doesn't have to be on the show. Yeah, that's a uh, maybe. Right. No, yeah. nice. What you need age. to do is is do that periodically. Is record him trying different beers, and then just make like a compilation, like a half hour long compilation of his responses to all these different beers. Sometimes. Yeah, you have to remember, like, if I introduce him to a beer, then like, even if I know it's a bad beer. Right. Like he just immediately assumes that because I bought it, I must have enjoyed it. So like there's the notorious like pumpkin spice beer that I pawned off on him. I still get crap for that one. Like, ah, this is the garbage that. Yeah. So I'm not going to subject him to a bunch of that because I don't want to hear about it. (laughs) That's the that's the truth of it. Sorry, I'm trying to figure out how this axle goes goes on this thing. We're getting serious here with this thing. Probably <laughs> underneath uh, the chassis of the vehicle and either the front or the end. Just 
This is Benato Shop with the Mark Kidder. <laughs> Happy to help. Uh, I've, I've upgraded my operation kitter. I'm now using a fancy uh, glue pen. You are cheating. You need to glue your fingers together more. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Why? Why do I need to? I feel like I've done that enough on this show. It provides us with good comical entertainment and good content for this wonderful podcast. True, but it makes everybody who tunes into Howard's Cave of Wonder really question my uh, competence at you know this whole hobby tab. Let's let's be honest. You can, they, those people aren't actually watching this show, so they have no idea that happens. And just blame it on the beer. I I would, except you know what? JS gave me something that's only got like two point two five percent alcohol. And it's like to a be, whole pint of this stuff. To be fair, I did not know it only had two and a half percent. I, I thought it had more than that. It doesn't even have two and a half. It has two and a quarter. <laughs> I thought mine was 2.5. Maybe, maybe yours isn't. <laughs> that quarter percent is going to make a real big difference. <laughs> oh, you're damn right it is. Well, over that 16 ounces, you're going to get it. 2.25%. Yeah. I, I thought and it was higher than that. In Minnesota, it contains not more than 3.2% of alcohol by weight. You know, Howard, I think I think that other one that I gave you along with the uh, Shandies, I think that one's a pretty high alcohol if you want to balance it out. Yeah, but you see, I also didn't bring that one downstairs, and I'm not <laughs> running upstairs for yet a different beer. <laughs> Sounds like somebody needs to bring his fridge downstairs or get a second fridge. Yeah, but then when somebody else drops by my house to drop off mystery beer in my fridge, they have to traipse all the way through my house. Bad enough that you now have the uh, code to my garage. You've got to change that. <laughs> well, you know me. I'll just come in and I'll... Uh, Kidder, you, you muted yourself. I didn't mute myself. I started making finger pistols, and Google's like, "Whoa, censored! Censored! You can't have that! Finger pistols on the screen! No!" And then I said, "Secure your house and make sure it's safe, and then notify you that the security sweep has been successfully executed, and the beer has been rescued." You gotta save the damn hostages. Uh, only having one a week. Kidder's getting muted. Kidder's getting muted for having finger pistols, and I'm playing with explosives. Yeah, what this shows this shows quite the banger. It's gonna be episode. It's gonna be uh, um, God, what's the term? Damn it. Uh, exhibit A in the ATF's case against us. <laughs> well, thanks for looking yourself should, into ATF it. ATF should be a convenience store. They can get. <laughs> they can get what? What? <laughs> I'm already on on a list. I don't care. They can. Yeah, they can. They can go drink a case of four locos of that. JS, you're on my list. I'm glad. <laughs> I'm happy I'm on your list, Kidder. Howard's like, what? what is this list? Do I have to be on the list? 
do I want to be on the list? He's going over all of his life choices up until this point. I can see the wheels turning. That's what I do every week, Kidder. Every week. All right. Well, see you later. <laughs> uh, usually it's when I'm editing. That's more <clears throat> when I go. So anyway, uh, let's see. We we heard JS's uh, Fourth of July plans. We've heard uh, from the local geek. I don't have Fourth of July plans, so I, I really can't contribute. I'm sure something will come up. Be uh by the time that comes around, but right now, I got nothing. So you know how what you should do is you should get the Oscar Zero missile facility to do a mock launch out of their 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 uh, their uh, missile tube there, and that could be our our Fourth of July celebration. I mean, as cool as that would be, uh, to put those doors back would be quite the feat because those those doors weigh i think they're like seven tons each so yes is a tractor for that <laughs> i got, got equipment for that we can make that happen mm. let me know when and where hey I, I got some uh i got some bad news about oscar zero not to oh. bum everybody out but i mean I, I think it's stupid and so i'm going to talk about it uh so anybody who's been a longtime listener of the show uh, you know that we have been trying to acquire a uh, Huey helicopter to go on the site. And and this has been quite the, the process because we have to talk to the National Museum of the United States Air Force, and they're the ones who loan it out. And they have the perfect helicopter for us. It's a Huey helicopter that actually served uh, in North Dakota. And so it and it, it it's um, even got some really kind of interesting history there. It was a replacement for another uh, helicopter that served out of Grand Forks that actually crashed. So we, it, we have a nice, um, you know, there's there's story to tell for this piece. And when they first offered it to us, we, you know, we, we looked at it. We thought about it. We said, yeah, we'd be interested. And they're like, great. You got 30 days to get it off of the premises. Well, 30 days to come up with, you know, a, a trucking company to, to haul it, a crane to lift it off the truck, somebody to assemble it once it gets up here, it needed paint, you know, and the budget to pay for all of this. No way we could do it in 30 days. We told them that. So they're like, well, okay, sorry, maybe next time. And uh, the person who we were talking to told their board that, and the board said, you know, well, no, let's give them, let's give them time. How much time did they say? We told them, give us a year. We can raise the funds, have everything set up. And so they said, sure, give them a year. So we've been working on this thing for a year. Uh, my site supervisor at Oscar Zero has done a fantastic job, you know, keeping track of where we are with funds and what this thing is going to cost and everything we need to, to do to, to pull this, this thing off. And we should have had it last uh, winter, but that first snowstorm that came through in November stopped us from getting it because we couldn't put it up during the storm. So then we thought we'd get this spring. But here's the deal. Uh, during the winter, 
the company uh, that houses all of these planes, helicopters, all this Air Force equipment got new leadership, and this new leadership decided that whenever a piece is going out uh, to a civilian organization, that it needs to be demilitarized. And while they normally just swallowed the cost of that, no more, the borrowing agency has to absorb the cost. Now, the um, United, um, the National Museum of the United States Air Force said, no, 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 we'll, we'll pay for it. And it has started this battle between the two organizations where they are fighting over who's going to pay to demilitarize this thing. They haven't talked to us. At the time of the recording, gentlemen, this is the last day of the biennium, and we could have had money to this, but we haven't even been able to get them to give us a price on this. So right now, the helicopter is in limbo, and I can't guarantee that it's going to be here anytime soon. So that's the big disappointing news, is that we're still not getting our Huey. Oh, yeah, I'm very disappointed. I, as one, you phone, one phone call, I could have been in the truck tomorrow and, uh, you know, coming back with a Huey, so... I mean, <laughs> it, it's, it's disappointing. Our friends group uh, up in Cooperstown is upset because, you know, there were a lot of local people who donated uh, to this to get it, help us get it. There were grants that we applied for that come due in October. So it's a it's a bit of a mess. Real bit of a mess. I mean, if you just needed a trucking company to go get it, I mean, I, I probably could have arranged that. I, I mean, it, it wasn't so much like we have the trucking company. Uh, there's a local company up there that was like thrilled and like they were charging us like a very, very minimal rate to go get it. You know, it, it, I, I, I can't say what exactly they bid, but or told us or quoted us. But it was about oh half of what the next closest company told quoted us to, to move it. So so that hasn't been an issue. Like we have a trucking company to do it. Wow. Right now the problem is really it's on the between these two organizations figuring out who's gonna go pay for or Who's going to pay to demilitarize this thing? I mean, they just want me to take some engines and some really old technology out of the thing. Uh, I mean, that is that is very doable. Uh, unfortunately, some of it is actually radioactive material. Apparently. <laughs> just saying. Just saying. That's what we've been told. <laughs> Uh, you know, it, it's one of those things. What I kind of tell people is, it's you know, we're still working to make this happen, um, and especially because we're also working on a uh, military museum here in Bismarck uh, with the National Guard, and part of that is our executive director wants us to get a B fifty two. Yeah, that come- might be a little more difficult. Well, and it would come from the same organizations. So, yeah, if you got all the B 52s together again, maybe they could sing their classic hits like Love Shack or perhaps Rock Lobster. I, I knew you were going to say Rock Lobster. 
Oh. Where's my drink? <laughs> I'd be a pretty good showing. <laughs> Peter, any Fourth of July plans for yourself? Well, Money in the Bank is tomorrow at three o'clock in the afternoon because they're in London. Also, uh, going to the family cemetery and doing a little cleanup and putting flowers out. <clears throat> and of course, uh, on the fourth itself would have been grandma's birthday. And so we'll remember her and <clears throat> watch some fireworks. Other than that, not working, maybe a little trucking and kind of getting mentally prepared for my other grandma's funeral. Yeah, I, uh, I, I saw your post about that. Um, my condolences, man. That's, that's tough. Tough to hear. Yeah, I appreciate that. It's always one of those things where you think you have enough time for everything and everything else gets in the way and time slips away and suddenly there's no more time left and all the stories and knowledge is no longer here just Kind of a rough time uh, of the year, but we're moving on, doing what we can. Uh, cheers to the memory and knowledge and missing all of those who we have loved and lost. There you go. Well said, Gitter. Well said. I, I would have cheers, but I'm empty. And I am now empty as well, and so that means <clears throat> to carry on uh, the cheersing and uh, celebration, we need more beverages. So, Local Geek, what's your number two? I was going to ask you that. Ha! <laughs> Are, are, are we doing uh, a Shandy's or just whatever we got in the fridge? So. Just uh, up for it. Save the Shandy's for another show and I'll, I'll go grab something from my fridge here. We could do that. This thing is getting quite ridiculous. I, I'm, I will say so. I'm not going to lie. This is getting quite, quite out of hand with this contraption uh, I'm making here. There are now one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. There is so so far eighteen Roman candles strapped together to the end of this pipe here, and we're adding more. Yet, you know, um, <clears throat> JS, I would have given you more credit if you had counted it in the classic Sesame Street. Uh, <laughs> One, ah, 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 two, ah, 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 ah,
I was going more for um, you know, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, oh, twelve. Uh, it's been a little while since I've seen Sesame Street. I I forgot about the counting. How do you forget about the counting? <laughs> because I, I haven't watched Sesame Street in about two years, and I've now been stuck with some of this other god awful television that my daughter has found on the depths of the Roku. I would much rather she watched Sesame Street and some of that garbage, but every time I come in there, that's on again. So. It's this, I don't know, TV show where it's this dad and his daughter and, and their son, and they just like play with stuff at their house. She loves it. I think it's annoying. But what do I know? You know, I, uh, I, I took two trips this week, uh, and one of them was with our head of security and uh, it was kind of funny because apparently on the way back his wife called him or texted him and said that's it better with the kids we've had enough technology for today and so he's like okay and from his phone he uh, he turned off and locked all of their phones and the internet in his house and for the next like 30, 40 minutes, it was all of his kids, one by one, calling him to figure out what was wrong with the internet and their phones. <laughs> it was uh, kind, of, kind of entertaining. See, that's the dad I, kind of dad I want to be, but I'm not good enough with that type of stuff. <laughs> yet. I can help. I, I do know some people. You, that, that is correct. I, I do know some people. Come on, you damn tire. <laughs> There we go. And I know that local geek will help you too. Absolutely. Well, I I did uh, I did go down the I don't even know which kind of what rabbit hole we want to describe this as, but uh, the government spying by plane plane tracking drone tracking rabbit hole the other day and listened to a two and a half hour. YouTube thing about uh, Signet and how to set up and establish a uh, essentially your own private radar from nothing but a laptop that you can run anywhere, anytime with no internet connection and monitor any and all air traffic around you, along with communications, radio communications, law enforcement, police, fire, you know, all that other good stuff, kind of all at the same time. You having a grapefruit shandy there, Kidder? <laughs> Is that the one we're supposed to have? If that's what you guys want to do. I, I grabbed something else, but I can go. Well, what'd you grab? I, I grabbed a uh, living in Arabica, and then I realized that it's probably a mistake because it's a coffee brown ale. The description of it says, grind to grind, coffee infusation, living in Arabica, roast to roast, best experimentation, living in Arabica, got to have the caffeination. <clears throat> is, that, uh, is that this thing that you gave me? No, that, that's... Uh, 
This one came from one of my friends who went up to Canada. So it's from Winnipeg from a brewery up there. Oh boy. <laughs> the alcohol percentage is going to be a metric. Uh, it's actually it's like 38.2 beaver percent. It's 5.5%. Although the uh, volume is in metric, it's 473 milliliters. What is this on the boot? <laughs> It's just a fancy way of saying it's three quarters of a boot. It, it also says beer in uh, English and I'm assuming French. I don't know if it'll focus so you can read that. Beer. The beer like it did the honey. <laughs> yeah, so local geek, where, where'd you get there? Where'd you get this one from? Um, my wife bought it for, bought me a four pack of that at one of the local liquor establishments in town. And hmm. so I had one and I gave one to you and one to Howard and one to another friend of mine. Well, thanks. It's from Decorah, Iowa. Not the first Iowa beer. And probably no, not, not the last. Not the first Toppling Goliath beer either. Yeah. Toppling Goliath. And I had one early on in my uh, tenure of joining the show and was not a fan of it. Hmm. So that was their that was their s'mores whatever they called it. I can't even remember the name of it. So according to the description on the back, the morning latte is an imperial coffee milk stout brewed with lactose and a careful blend of cacao nibs and aromatic coffee to emulate an iced mocha latte. This delicious beer asks you to slow down pour a glass and enjoy the moment so aside from most of what else is on the can to slow down and enjoy the moment seems the best to take right now so let's give it a shot that that other toppling goliath i had was on episode 45 and my comment was you get hit with the bite of alcohol right off the bat wow that's pungent hey i have it sitting right here in front of me on, on the desk, and I could smell it. Hmm. Howard, I got your iced latte right here. You mean this thing right here that I had to go up and get? Because, you know, Howard tried to be prepared and ask you guys, what do we have on the show? I've now Woo! exchanged all the beer that I brought down here with other beer. But you have had to go up, try to not wake the kids, stumble mm. through the obstacle course of toll haze. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Think of it this way. Two positives for you. One, you're getting your steps and exercise. So we're looking out for your health. Number two, that was in the the fridge chilling the entire time and so it's going to be at its optimum chilled temperature so you can enjoy it to the fullest of its full ability you, you know I'm welcome howard i'm gonna be honest with you kidder i actually enjoyed that one more as it warmed up i don't know if it was because of the uh, alcohol content of it or because it tasted better as it warmed but uh, it's very abrasive <laughs> <laughs> that's a good way to put it <laughs> just bam you know the last time i had a, like an iced coffee 
I mean, I don't drink the the lattes, but the last time I had an iced coffee, it wasn't like bam, bam, bam in the face with with everything. It was it was more of a hey, good morning, helping you through your day. Gonna watch JS blow some shit up. That's more how this uh, living in air bike is. It's a nice, gentle patch on the back. Wake you up. I'll, I'll give this living in air bike a, like a four out of five. It's really good. I'm sure that's a lot higher than the last. That's a lot higher rating than the, than the last coffee I had on the show. I think that was gas station coffee from the uh, snow <laughs> removal episode, and it tasted like paint. That's because you got your gas station coffee from a Sunex. Instead of getting it from a holiday, because everybody knows holiday has the best gas station coffee. You, you are you are correct, Howie. I will agree with you on that. Uh, and you however, guys not have a sponsorship yet. You however, don't, nobody calls us. It's on the website, beerbluesbs.com. Click contact us. You can have your logo up here. You can have your name up here. It'll be scrolling across the bottom. Just like a thousand dollars a month bam it's the entry level rate think of it thousands of views a year will get you dozens of people stopping into your store what howard i <laughs> smirk what not I'm nothing. laying it out yeah uh, uh, yes yes you are uh i was doing just, what i can just about to try this coffee that i'm sure you ran down all of the stuff on the can yeah and such so it's there for you. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> the look on his face. <laughs> that is how. Uh, you were here for what I called it, right? <laughs> that is not the thing to follow up a grapefruit. Yeah, I don't know that it's what I was thinking. Yeah, I don't know that it's the thing to follow anything. <laughs> Whoa. A, that's oh. why it's a morning latte. You roll out of bed and have one of those, and then go back to bed because you realize you made a mistake. <laughs> that was a content that. beer right there. I'm sorry. <laughs> that is instant regret in a can. Oh, you you heard what I called it? Did you not? No, I you oh. you had done all of that before I got back down here. Okay. Uh, I, I'll, I'll see it, it in it that tastes, it, it tastes abrasive. <laughs> oh, oh! I kind of want to pour half of it and give it to JS. Oh, I'd, I'd be up for that. I, I like coffee beer, so I like kind of anything that's got coffee in it. Oh, this firework contraption here is kind of getting out of hand. <laughs> You've already said that. Yeah, well, I mean, you, you, you're you're going to see what this thing looks like here in a minute, and uh, it's kind of terrifying looking. I, I mean, be. well, I I'm sure. I'm just saying, like, you know, you're going to got to kind of come up with some more descriptors than just it's out of hand. You know, like it's off the chain. Well, he you know, can't hold it. It's clearly out of his hand. It, it's on the loose. It's this is very much above. My current weight restrictions that I'm supposed to be lifting right now, and then there's another giant one that goes inside of this thing. Yeah, Put that you, you down I mean? before you crack another rib. <laughs> it is, it is, it is going to be epic. 
You should I, you be know, watching it, you assemble that in the garage so you can hook up the forklift to it. No, oh, this thing's got to be close to close to a hundred pounds by now. <laughs> uh, I just want to say we we missed the golden opportunity when he was holding that there. He needed to drop like a, a Schwarzenegger line. Yeah, you know, as he's sitting there holding it like a chain gun, you know, something like "I'll be back" or yeah. <laughs> any of the classics. Pick your favorite, like get to the chopper. <laughs> yeah, there, there we go. Uh, I See? I was kind of hoping that it would be the "Who is your daddy and what does he do?" Oh, I forgot about that one. I, uh, or, usually in the mornings when I drop my son off at school, it's get out, get out of the pickup, get out at now. The, at the top of my lungs, while all of his classmates are, are mm. as well filing into the school, it's a good. Time. What are you doing? <laughs> oh, there you go. Uh, we're uh, we're gonna go with a. We're we're gonna go with round number four here. Oh. And we're uh, we're gonna go with a kokanee for round four. Sorry, that came out of nowhere. Just like ah. And are, are these twist offs or are these pop tops? Supposed to be twist. That ain't bad. It's a very light beer. I, I will say that's there's no doubt about that. It's a very light beer, but that's pretty good. I like the the caramelized uh, kind of notes to it. Yeah, I I'm not gonna lie, it is kind of Bud Light, Coors Light, Miller Light esque. You know, it kind of has that that flavor, but it doesn't taste like tranny fluid. So, I'm not drinking ATF. <laughs> He's just DTF. <laughs> down, down can, to firework. Of, That's what he is. I can, I can, I can kind of get that little bit of caramel flavor. It just, it's. <sighs> I mean, I, I, I get the grain. I almost, it almost tastes like a rice beer, you know. It almost, it almost tastes like it's brewed with rice, but I, I, I don't. I'm probably wrong. I'm sure it's a green beer, but. So, um, <clears throat> local geek, I don't know if I can make it through the rest of this. Each each sip is giving <laughs> me okay. more and more of a like a, a kick in the back of the brain. Like I, I won't be offended. I don't <laughs> think I finished mine either. <laughs> it can't be that bad, Gitter. It, it's pretty bad. <laughs> They went really heavy on the lactose sugar on it. Oh, oh, that stuff's lactose sugar is terrible. The, the, my wife brings home uh, some kind of um, it's a certain brand of milk that uses a liquid sugar in it for the chocolate milk, and it tastes terrible. Uh, it might be true moo. I believe, and it's. I, I think it's the sugar that they use to to do it with. Could be. I, I know uh, the that um, imperial that I did. It had a fair amount of lactose sugar in it too, but it's not near as sweet as this one is. Oh, how do you sell this crap? I mean, who 
Who brews this? Looks at it, takes a swallow of that, and goes, "Yep, let's can that stuff and put it out." All right, boys. Here's our next mill right here. Those darn Iowans. I mean, I was thinking the damn IPAans and oh, so many craft brews like a Coors and a Coors right. I, I had a similar complaint the about the uh, the other one from Toppling Goliath. So. It's the hipsters and their fake flannel and skinny jeans. It's it's they're the ones that are doing it. Yeah. I so wear the flannel to appear like they work and they actually know the outdoors, but really they're just cold because they have no body fat. Jake, the tofu, are you going the to tofu doesn't allow for them to the tofu does not allow for them to actually gain body fat. Instead, they just they just slowly wither away into a into just this, this little eternal abyss that, that is themselves. And mm-hmm. I, I told you I don't like hipsters. <laughs> <laughs> I was going, going to wear start flannel, going back to the B-52s and call you the hot pants explosion. Ah, uh, well. And you're referring to the deadbeat club. That, uh, that sounds more like an episode of something we did in college, but you know, <laughs> uh, huh. <laughs> hey, Good stuff. Speaking Party of out of bounds, speaking college, of college, as I try to stop that's kidders, it's, it's, constant it's 52, 52 references. It's uh, okay. We're going to roll up the ground. It's Ford. as big as a whale. <laughs> we're setting sail in the love shack, baby. Uh, yeah, Kinner, you sent me a, a post about our uh, fine school, UND, and some of the changes that are going on on campus. It's pretty depressing, really. But- I as well saw that and thought the same thing. I was unaware that they had demolished West and McVeigh already. Yeah, and rebuilt the some bitches. I, you know. I didn't even go down university the last time I was in, in Forks. But now I'm kind of wishing I would have. But at the same time, I probably would have been quite upset. Yeah. To, uh, it, I don't know if Kidder's pulling up the article. Um, but to kind of summarize, it was an article basically from the Alumni Association letting people know that uh, I believe it was starting either this week or soon. It's already happened. Anyway. (laughs) Sorry. I'm sorry. Listen, I'm trying to report this while also chugging this. Well, not chugging, but trying to get through this morning latte. uh, Because, damn it, I'm not a quitter. Um, You should just chug it and be done with it. I don't think I can do that. There's too much in it right now for me to do that. I would throw this up all over everything. (laughs) We have faith in you, Howie Blues. You can do it. Uh, you, your your faith is misguided on this one. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, yeah, it's already happened, but they are tearing down more of the old dormitories up at UND as they continue to work to rebuild them. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they are right now working on Squires, Walsh, Hancock. I might be missing one. Uh, the conference yeah. center is coming soon. I said. Yeah. So... New McVeigh Hall was built where our McVeigh Hall was, 
and was opened in October of 22. The new West Hall has been complete or is nearly completed. Will open this fall. Brannon Hall went through a huge renovation and will still may be maintained as it kind of was. Uh, Hancock Hall opened in 1953 and was the first building to be completed in the Walsh complex. That's gone. Beck Hall, which opened in August of 1957, was the second building of the Walsh complex. And <clears throat> the original uh, person who was dedicated to William Beck came to UND to teach German was recognized for his ability to connect with students as a freshman mentor. Uh, let's see. It was destroyed during the 97 flood and the space was converted into a fitness center, which opened in 2002. And then in 2017, it was turned into a large recreation and event space. Walsh Hall opened in 1959, and in 1963, the second edition was finalized and was dedicated in 1962. <clears throat> Squires Hall uh, was intended as a replacement for Princeton Hall. The building was completed in 1963. It was initially named Princeton Hall, like the one it replaced, but renamed Squires uh, Hall in 19... Uh, yeah, 1964. Uh, the building included the cafeteria capable of serving 1,500 people each meal. Squires Hall named after Vernon P. Squires, who came to UND to teach English in 1897 and originated Founders Day in 1904. Squires was also part of a student faculty committee, committee which adopted the Latin motto Lux et Lex as the UND emblem in 1908. And as Howard mentioned, Conference Center, which uh, we do remember where Diane was the hall president for a while there. <clears throat> it belonged originally to the Delta Zeta sorority from 1926 until 1985. In 1985, UND purchased it and renamed it Conference Center. After the purchase, it was used as an all-female residence hall until 2015. Beginning in the fall of 2015, Kappa Delta leased the building as their first home on the UND campus. <clears throat> now they are gone. They're out of here. They're done. Uh, the question remains, what will happen with the skywalk that connected uh, Johnston, Fulton, and Squires, and Hancock? You know, it's like the main skywalk across university. <clears throat> Unknown right now. But, uh, yeah, the building is, buildings are, are toast. They're gone. Um, I was really hoping for <laughs> many times, many years that McVeigh would have had, <clears throat> uh, air conditioning, but, um, 
and working internet? Our internet worked just fine. It just wasn't wireless. <laughs> <laughs> we all played Halo on the, the local that, LAN. That so. was like the main reason I went. I think I was in because West had it too. Yep. I, I heard that West had that and I, uh, I was very excited because I had started to get into the, into the things of the things called video games. And uh, yeah, that was, that was a good time. There's a lot of a lot of Mountain Dew fueled uh, escapades. Rage. Yeah, rage, exactly. Mountain Dew fueled fueled rage <laughs> is very much more descriptive. Fun fact: Mountain Dew is North Dakota's number one selling Pepsi product. Uh, I can see that. Yep. I, I number can see one my heart. Uh, that Pepsi junk. Uh, I always used to play my my gamer tag in in uh, in uh, the network was always Michelle. <laughs> so I constantly constantly be getting who's the chick. <laughs> That's uh, we we have a a buddy who his gamer tag uh, is it who, and it was for the same kind of thing, you know, just for people to go who who's that it who. It who? Who's it? It who? What? Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. Yep. I and mean, you may remember Leroy Jenkins. Yes, I do remember Leroy Jenkins. I mean, you remember the video, uh, the famous World of Warcraft screen cap going into one of the dungeons, and then Leroy Jenkins. <laughs> And then just jacks up the whole instance. But uh, one of our friends had the gamer tag of Leroy Jenkins and then a number for about five years. And uh, he got tired of having all these weird people wanting to be his friend because, oh, man, it's Leroy Jenkins. Yeah. So he changed his gamer tag again. I've, I've since changed mine too, but it's okay. I don't, I don't play a whole lot anymore, so it's not Michelle twenty twenty three. Yes, <laughs> you found me, kidder. Using my investigative skills, right? Yeah, see, I went on the internet and looked at the Xbox. I found it. So, so speaking of explosions. Did anybody, uh, did anybody, did anybody hear the explosion on Thursday morning? Nope. No. Saw what it was, but no. My they, wife heard uh, it. I, I wasn't home, so I didn't hear it. They they demolished the old Heskett plant on uh, on Thursday morning. The uh, the old one that was sitting down by the river. They blew they blew the main building and the last stack that was there. Uh, Seven thirty in the morning. And I, I was there the day before working on some equipment and got to know some of the guys and had an idea when it was going to go, but they were they were pretty secretive about when exactly it was going to go. For some reason, I, I don't I don't really understand. But uh, Amanda and Fire well, posted on Facebook that they they tried to keep the time under wraps because they didn't want a bunch of looky loos. 
Yeah, well, see, the, they, they did that, and they also forgot to notify the refinery next to them. <laughs> when they detonated that, uh, apparently it set off multiple alarms in the facility, sent most of the workers scrambling for cover because they thought something at the refinery exploded, and no one knew what the hell was going on. <laughs> You would think if you're going to detonate 300 pounds of dynamite right next to a fuel refinery, you would maybe think about telling them. <laughs> uh, no, no. Yeah. Because I'm sure if people knew, you would have had a whole bunch of people out there wanting to look and yeah, you know, and I, and I, 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 I do understand. I mean, I, I do understand. You know, they, they didn't want a bunch of people there, whatever. But at the same time, it's pretty easy to uh, keep people the hell out of there. I mean, you know, you put up some stuff across the road and they won't get in. And it's, it's not exactly easy to get to Heskett Plant. It's there's only one way in there, so you block off that road. They ain't getting in. But you'd still, you'd have people finding ways, you know, to like, oh, here's a overlook where I could see it. Here's a, a spot. Yeah. Or, yeah, or people but, flying drones in or things like that, too. Uh, yeah, that, local that geek. Would take care of itself real fast. <laughs> local sure. geeks over there like, it wasn't me. <laughs> yeah. Truthfully, with I, things like that, I, I, I do wish, like, and again, I, I know I work for the State Historical Society. It would have at least have been cool if they would have let, like, us know, because... It'd be nice to have that footage in like the archives or available to others. To, to there, there is a video of it. The, they they did a really good job. I'll, I'll give them credit. They did a really good job of videotaping it. So I mean, they had drones flying up the whole time, and they had video on the ground. And you know, I I, I will give them credit. They did a really good job of actually recording it and, and filming it. However, I'm. 15 miles away from that, we're outside trimming the hooves on the horses, and I heard it quite distinctively. So I can imagine what it sounded like in Mandan or right across the river in Bismarck. My wife said it shook the house. I, I can imagine, <laughs> but I didn't, I mean, I didn't see anything, I didn't see anything posted on the ground. I'm not on all the Facebook pages and whatnot, and I don't really pay attention to most of them anyway, but I didn't see anything like actually posted that, hey, we're going to demolish this building on Thursday. We're just not going to tell you when. So if you hear a giant explosion, it was us. Don't call 911. You're not going to die, but, you know, it's just us blowing something up. Yeah, I'm sure they probably have their fair share of those calls, too. Yeah, I can imagine half of Mandan probably called 911 at the same time going, something just shook my house and exploded. Yeah, yeah. dispatch probably took all of their coffee breaks right around that time. Like, <laughs> just, uh, well, we're just going to step out for a little bit. They were probably trying to drink some of these and then decided that taking the phone calls is actually better. <laughs> reminds me, I'm due for another sip of this thing. Ugh. Polish it off. You can do it, Howie. Not working on it. The sooner you drink that one, the sooner you can have a good beer. Uh, no, that's my last beer for the night. Uh, 
Or, or nobody yeah. would fault you for pouring that one down the drain and having something better. I, I, I thought you were, uh, I didn't think you were parent in charge this weekend. I thought you were able to have a couple. I, I, I'm not parent in charge, and but I, I still try and limit it to two. Six. Uh, you know, that's, uh, I'm, I'm not, I, Kidder can attest to this. I am not that big of a drinker. But it, but it's for science. It's, it's, it's for, it, it's for the show. Listen, I, I have my limits, man. I, uh, yeah, I will fully admit I'm a bit of a lightweight and that's okay. <laughs> we'll make sure that we'll make sure the next time you get to have two, it's two, four locals. No, never drinking that again. <laughs> <laughs> and Howie is the first one to break the language barrier. <laughs> I'm making that quite clear. Never again. You have water there, Kidder? Yeah. Weren't you giving me crap about that a few weeks ago? Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> Carry on. <laughs> Pay no attention to the man behind the curtain. I'm just about done wiring up my my masterpiece here. I bought some cannon fuse, so I'm wiring all of these together with cannon fuse so I don't have to have my face anywhere near this thing while I'm trying to light this with a torch. Nice. Uh, I, I got most of the front end of the truck done and the cab. So, doing pretty well. What kind I'm of not, truck are you making? Uh, where's, the, where's the lid? Uh, you'll, you'll see on next week's episode, but this is what I am building. Ah, cool. Yeah. Early or sorry, late forties cab over international, maybe. Yeah, it is the white Ruhoff gas truck, and uh, I have the choice of painting it in the Sinclair style, or uh, they give you the decals that you could make it an army truck. I need to figure out which uh, which style I'm going with. So whether it's it's the Sinclair stuff or whether i want to uh in the army stuff is kind of hard to see but you can see kind of the white star mm. so i had to figure that aspect of this out so mm. but Could you do like a jekyll and hyde do one side army one side sinclair uh, okay i could but the thing is like when i do a model kit like this there's usually a um a desire to be able to use it within gaming purposes so i want to keep it to what could be an actual truck, but I need to decide army or Sinclair. Uh, you know, if I go army, then I get all these sweet Sinclair decals. If I ever wish to like make up a gas station or such. What kind of gaming would you use a Sinclair gas truck? Zombie uh, apocalypse. I, I'm, I'm, I'm out of the loop here. I, I don't, I, uh, I'm not, <laughs> I don't uh, know. There are various tabletop uh, war games and such that you could play. So, uh, Local Geek mentioned Zombie Apocalypse. I do own uh, the Walking Dead tabletop uh, skirmish game. So, that would be a one I could use. Um, being that this is a 1940s truck, if I did it uh, in the army style, it would fit within a World War II game. Um, such as, oh gosh, why am I going to blank on both of them? Uh, Flames of War or 
the one that's actually the right scale. Um, future Howard, bail me out. Um, so there's there's different games like that. Uh, either way, uh, Marvel Crisis Protocol would also fit. Although this is maybe a little off scale for that, uh, but that would be one if I wanted to play Marvel superheroes. So a couple different games. And these are all but, board games. Uh, these are what are called tabletop war games. So basically, you you have your army of figures, and you go up against somebody else's army of figures, and kind of battle and tactics. And so you're playing a fancy version of Risk. Yes. Cool. Yes. When I do model kits like this, I want it to be able to serve as terrain for said game. So that way it's dual purpose. I get to have a cool truck that I will put behind me as set decoration because I'm doing it on this show. And then also I can put it down on the table and it's now something I can use. So hmm. I used yeah. to have a model of the USS Constitution. But I, uh, I think it might have been a constitution anyway. But I opened uh, it up and attempted to like start it. I made like two pieces together and got overwhelmed because there was like three thousand pieces in this in this damn model, and I was like fifteen. Uh, <laughs> you the, the constitution in person? I have not actually. It's an impressive boat. That was actually one of my highlights when I went to Boston. And at, before I went, I had no idea what it was like. I just looked up things to do in Boston on the internet and I was like, Oh, this sounds interesting. And it was yeah. one of my favorite things I did. I've, I, I read, a fair, I read, read quite a few articles on, you know, on the history of it and, and whatnot on it, but never gotten to see, I've never actually been out to the East coast and be able, been able to spend any time there. So I, uh, get kind of jealous. My wife's been there three times now for grooming at, at expos and I've, I haven't gotten to go. Yeah. Kidder and I saw it when we were on our band tour senior year. Ooh. You so. nerd. <laughs> I think my favorite part when I saw it was I my belt that I wear. I have a, a gun belt that's got a, a steel band around the back of it for support that I wear as my everyday belt. So I, when we went there, of course, it's on the military base, so we had to go through the metal detectors. And I forgot to take my belt off. That set it off. They go, are you wearing a belt? Yeah. Okay, go ahead. Like I could have had my belt, like could have been carrying my gun on there or whatever. And <laughs> I just like the fact that I'm literally assembling a model for a tabletop war game, which I just explained to JS. And the fact that I went on a band tour is what makes me a nerd. <laughs> <laughs> like, Models are okay. You start yeah. getting into like the band tour. <laughs> I, I I was I was a band a band kid as well so i i just had to call it out because it was fun <laughs> you know it's like literally just explained wargaming and now it's like but but oh you play the trumpet nah, nah, that, that's, that's. <laughs> our uh our our band was too poor to uh to do much of anything our our, our biggest trip was we marched around the uh the town of well the town i grew up in and did some some marching band that was it. All right. We marched all over the place. Wouldn't you say, Howard? We marched in Boston. We marched in New York City. We marched at the Statue of Liberty. We marched onto the USS Independence. We marched onto the state, the uh, United States Capitol grounds. <sighs> we marched 
uh, uh, the uh, Carnegie Hall. We were there. Where else were you? Denver? We went to Denver. We we've taken half the country. <laughs> uh, Texas, San Antonio, Texas. Yeah, you were on that one. I did, I didn't go. Ah, that's where I met my. That's where I met my wife. Yeah. My monstrosity is complete. The uh, the giant barrel in the middle will have the six hundred shot Roman candle in it, but I'm gonna stick that one in after I shove this thing in the ground. But uh, yeah, she's all wired and ready for some fun. There are thirty two Roman candles that are daisy chained together on a twenty five foot section of cannon fuse. Probably gonna cut that down to like six feet or something like that and light it and run like hell. So I have some more cannon fuse for the next endeavor. But uh, yeah, uh, I'll do a little bit of math here in a minute and see just exactly how many shots this thing is. JS is doing his math. I, I ran out of beer, so I ran over to the fridge and got myself a nut job. <laughs> you keep them in your fridge, man. I'm not buying the basement. <laughs> Uh, says the beer, a beer like this doesn't take a genius to figure out. Beer means peanut butter cup. Drink your dessert or we will. It's from the Rhombus Guys Brewery in Grand Forks. It's 5.7 ABV and 12 ounces. And there is not an indication on the can of who makes the aluminum. So it's probably underneath the label that they stuck on here. Boy, this guy is dark. <laughs> Ooh, that is dark. Look how dark that is. Holy cow. <clears throat> oh, it's very chocolatey. Ooh, very really? chocolatey. Mm -hmm. you, you would like this, JS. Yeah? Oh, yeah. Which What, what was that called again? It was called Nut Job. Nut Job. Ah. Okay. And it, it it kind of tastes like a Reese's peanut butter cup. Huh. So, uh, Kidder, mm. I, I I may have made a mistake this last weekend. Just this last weekend, or is just a continuation? Uh, just this last weekend. Uh, you see, uh, if you recall, last weekend we had on that on Saturday, like just torrential downpour like all day like nothing but rain well the thing is is that i have been so busy before that that like my lawn was in like desperate need of cutting like it was wild man it was it was it needed a, a good a good cut and um it just so happens lefty was having some back spasms due to a fall she took so she ended up staying home, and I'm like, great, it's Sunday, the wife's home, I'm going to go out and mow. My lawn wasn't quite dry, man. Laid some uh, pretty good tire marks through it. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up, Howard. Um, you remember the last time I was on the show was shortly after our hailstorm that we had, and my shed took the brunt of the hail? Yes. I... Uh, I discovered 
after all that rain that we got that my duct tape patch job was not quite sufficient and there was a lot of water in my sheds so i've gone back over found the major holes and gotten those patched with some flex tape for the time being hopefully that's going to hold a little better but yeah that that kind of was your first mistake to not uh put the old flex tape on and going with duct tape yeah, I didn't have the flex tape at the time. My dad gave me what he had left of a roll, so I was able to patch the the big holes and gonna have to buy myself a roll of it to finish the job. But, yeah. but then uh, on the on the lawn mowing uh, topic that you brought up for Father's Day slash our anniversary slash probably Christmas, my wife got me a new lawnmower. So I got one of the Ego uh, battery powered lawnmowers. I'm, I'm fairly impressed with it so far. The, my only complaint is the battery life isn't quite what I was hoping it would be. It takes about two full charges to get my entire lawn done, so I'll have to pick up an extra battery for it. I I looked at those when I was buying my lawnmower, and um, it, it just so happens that the gentleman who lives uh, just kind of kitty corner from me, um, who I've known for a long time, actually, uh, he has one of those, and he told me, like, oh, yeah, the, the battery on it is just enough to do my lawn. And so I went over and I kind of looked at his lawn and looked at mine and maybe did a little Google math, me you know, earth measuring. And uh, I'm like, no, no, it's uh, it's not going to be enough to do my lawn. So that's why I went with the gas. But I, I'm hoping one of these days, as electric vehicles and electric mowers and such get better, to eventually get one. I do have an electric um, weed whacker and I love it. I can, nice. It, it's, yeah, that's, it's great. <laughs> that's on my list after I've, I got this mower is one of the lawn or the weed whackers too from them. And like, like I say, I'm pretty impressed with the lawnmower as far as capabilities and the second battery is going to be enough to get me through another mow, but those batteries are pretty spendy. So yeah. And that, that was kind of just my thing. It's like, it would be nice because I, would enjoy a lot less sound so like i could listen to a podcast or such while i mow yeah that was one of my selling points and then i have a coworker who just absolutely swears by the ego products he's got the the lawnmower the weed whacker the chainsaw and the snowblower and he loves every single one of them so he's got tons of batteries so he doesn't have to worry about that but yeah uh my my neighbor who i mentioned um was looking at getting a uh snowblower for it just so that it would be a little bit lighter for him to to go through so yep yeah my, my co-worker is in sioux falls but he said when they got their heavy snowstorm last winter him and his wife took turns snow blowing their pretty decent sized driveway that they've got and cycling the batteries in and out on the chargers while the old ones were charging and he said he never had any issues pushing the amount of snow they had so kidder how's your how's your lawn doing How's it, how's it looking? How's, how's, how's it? <clears throat> Front half is fine. The uh, the back half is about half. You got a little mullet going on? <laughs> kind of. It, uh, it just has some issues. Oh. Yep. I think it just uh, needs some more dirt. A little extra something, something, but I also don't want to pay $500 to water it properly. Kidder and I had a little discussion about his lawn last night. 
and uh, tried to. Uh, we were trying to figure out a plan on on how to least destroy the front lawn in order to repair the the the, uh, the backyard. But unfortunately, he doesn't have very good access to his backyard with any kind of actual equipment. So I'm going to have to drive across his lawn repeatedly with a tractor in order to uh, in order to, to fix the backyard. So there's a possibility that we might kill a small portion of the front yard as well. Or we just take out the P-Rock and go over there, you know. I was going to say, yeah, you know, take the time, dig a moat, man. Have a moat around your place. That sounds I mean, like could a do that on the edge of the property. <laughs> That'd be great. I mean, you, Chris, probably have kids jumping over your moat all the time. I'd play in your well, moat. Here's the thing. Peeing in the moat. If they're jumping over the moat, then they're on my property, and that's a problem. But the peeing on there, then that's a whole separate problem. I'll pee in your moat. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, don't threaten me with a good time. <laughs> <laughs> ah yes yes <clears throat> no I, sorry to hear about your lawn man that's uh I, I know that's your your pride and joy your i mean eh, it's a thing that needs to get mowed every however long is <laughs> what it is i got plans I, to get mine this weekend I would like it to look better in the back. So then, you know, when I look out over the deck and I see a nice golf course lawn, but like I said, I'd also don't want to spend $500 a month to make it look that way. Also, let's, let's put it in the correct context. When you as a Lord of the lawn, look out over your kingdom. Yeah. Let's get the verbiage right here, man. Let's. Uh, Thank you for adding that in. <clears throat> well, you know, listen. I went so far as to uh, create the Lords of Lawn. I, you know, demand that they use the branding. <clears throat> yes, that'll work. Don't know if I will paint this because who's ever going to see it? But the choice mm -hmm. of model kits. What's the most complicated one you put together? Uh, the most complicated model kit I've put together. Hmm. That's a good question. Uh, I've I've done the Titanic. Uh, in in uh, in floating version or in wrecked version? Uh, floating version. Ah. Um, <laughs> it needs some work though. because uh, I so so here's the truth. Like I got it to the point where it's like assembled to the point of painting it. I started painting it got really mad at myself for how I painted it because it was not to my standard. And so it got to go take a bath in green or um, in um, simple green so I could strip the paint and has been living in a uh, Rubbermaid box waiting for the day that I've decided to tackle it again. It's one of those I need to just, I need to find the time to finish, but it's, I was so angry at the paint job on it that I was just like, nope, nope. It's not happening. So you, you could do an updated version of it, of it broken in half on the seafloor. You could put your anchor of the dam there, and then you could add a little uh, Ocean Gate submarine 
I figured that's where you were going. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, or just, you know, some pieces of an Ocean Gate submarine and maybe a little, you know, pink spot on the side of the hull. Uh, uh, you know, it's one of those, I'll get back to it. Um, that was, I, I bought it back when I was still kind of figuring out what I wanted to do with the whole hobby and such. So, I, you know, I was like, oh, model kits, these could be fun. And I picked up my, my first few and it's like, yeah, I don't really like the painting of the models in this sense as much as I do painting figures. But it's all part the same of thing. Yeah. Uh, you know, painting the figures, it's a little bit different here's why so let me grab one well that's one that's going to show up well on camera uh this one might um so when painting a like a figure in this case i have this well you know it's got all of this small detail that i can play around with in what i do with it whereas this is a solid piece of just smooth plastic and so to make it interesting is a very different kind of skill set than what you have to do and that's what i don't necessarily enjoy i like the, the small i like more detail because i can play around with it more you can pinstripe sense. the hell out of that thing and make it like a g-wagon Make some custom pinstriping going all the way down the sides. I mean, you, you could you could rock that uh, rock that boat out. So so JS, you'll have to go back and watch this. But future Howard will put it in uh, some photos of the Bison Mobile, which is a um, 1960s Woody wagon that I did, mm -hmm. um, and. Uh, to give you an idea, like the level of detail that I pushed myself to, uh, it came with water decals for the wood paneling on the doors. I didn't use them. I hand painted the wood paneling on it. Nice. You know, you know, I there is stuff in the side view mirrors. There's stuff in the rear view mirror. It is pinstriped, um, which was I did all freehand. Uh, even the inside wood is wood grained that I did. So I can do level of detail. I just don't always enjoy it. <laughs> if that makes sense. All right. Um, all right. Understandable. Okay. Part 26. No, the, uh, the bottle kit that I, I want to get, I need to find again and purchase. Uh, when I was a kid, my parents had bought me a model kit that was uh, the Rebel Base. And it was from Star Wars. And it was just this awesome kit. It had a Millennium Falcon in it and all these pieces. And I remember kind of putting it together a little bit. And I remember doing a little bit of painting on it. And then I don't know whatever happened to it. Mm. And there's a part of me that wants to go out and try and see if I can find it somewhere. Uh, because now that I do this as a true hobby, I would love to take an actual shot at redoing it. So 
that's that's on my my wish list of things to to find and eventually get but it might take me a bit before i actually get to that okay this goes like that i'll, I'll keep my eye out at the uh, at the random rummage sales we're at <laughs> you never know what you find yeah i mean truthfully and i i do not that i go to a lot of rummage sales uh but i i do try to uh keep an eye out when i do go for model kits because if i can find you know, a, a model kit. I might not actually assemble the actual kit as presented, but it also gives me parts to use in some of my other projects. It's true. So I did the math, and I think I missed one or two, but I have... It comes up again here. 2,832 individual shots in this uh, Roman Candle Redneck Edition. That's uh, that's a lot, man. That's uh, that's a that's a a lot. And you said that each Roman candle was somewhere in what the hundred and fifty to two hundred. Was that well? There's thirty two of them in here. There are several of them that are two fifty. There's four, three or four of them that are like a hundred and eighty between a hundred and eighty and a hundred and ninety six. Uh, there's a couple of them that are what 50. There's a bunch of tens that are all taped in here, and then there's one that's 666. Yeah, that's that's uh, that's that's gonna be an impressive boom. We're uh, we're I, I'm, I will make sure to record it at least to the best of my ability, but uh, that, that should be pretty cool. I don't know when exactly I'm gonna light this thing off, but just just make sure you have it properly weighted down and spiked. And I know you already kind of have it planned how to do that, but still, I uh, uh, <laughs> I have a 50 pound piece of piece of galvanized steel tubing with a two foot long one inch diameter shaft coming out of the end of it that I'm going to sledgehammer into the ground that is all welded together. And then all of these are duct taped to said giant chunk of steel. It ain't going anywhere. That's uh, that's, that's good. That's good. Um, yeah. One of the uh, first is one of the early fireworks things um, that I, I did with my, my wife. My brother-in-law worked at a fireworks stand. And so that he felt that that made him an expert when it came to fireworks. And so he uh, proceeded to purchase a bunch for our entertainment one year. And he, he didn't weigh it down. And so the thing literally tipped and actually started shooting fireworks back at all of us who were assembled. Uh, Kidder will know who Shuey is. Uh, Shuey had driven his mom's minivan to come join us, and that got hit by one of these uh, one of the shots, and literally uh, put a dent in it. <laughs> it was uh, it was quite the experience, and the the best part was that my in laws had invited some family friends and their little guys over to watch it, and the little guys after that whole thing, you might have thought they were traumatized. I mean, they literally had shots shooting like directly over their head. Uh, but they were sitting there chanting, 
light it, light it, blow it up after that. Um, so it was uh, it was quite the ordeal, but we've never really let uh, my brother-in-law live that down, that he pretty much nearly injured somebody because he thought he was such a expert. At we, had, we had some fun one year. We went to my wife's hometown and it's a pretty small town, but we went out to the local dam to shoot our fireworks off and we were we had a bunch of artillery shells and we thought it'd be a good idea to put a rock under the corner of the tube so it would shoot out over the dam. And so we shot one of them off and or several of them off side by side and one of them went off a little bit before the rest of them. And the shock from that one was enough to knock the rock out from underneath some of the other ones and they fell over and pointed back at us. <laughs> yeah, that wasn't very fun either. Yeah, I, uh, I I sent Kidder a video tonight of uh, <clears throat> that somebody had posted of their uh, fireworks mishap. So that was a that was another one of again didn't weigh it down. The thing shot a shot right at people, and it ignited their box of fireworks. Ooh, that's not good. Yeah. Is that the one by the minivan? I can't remember if there's a minivan in it. Um, but we uh, we had one in Lincoln that did that. Uh, a relative of ours. They, we, everybody had brought a bunch of fireworks over. There were a large a large gathering of fireworks in his garage, and he had gotten some bootleg fireworks from the reservation. So uh, they had some snort to them. They also tipped over when you shot them. And it was a multi-shot. And after about the third shot, the thing tipped over and faced right towards the open garage full of fireworks and started dumping shot after shot after shot into this garage. Lit the entire stash on fire. That was the best fireworks show I have ever seen. However, <laughs> the inside of the garage didn't fare too well. I, uh, when I saw it tip over, I, I turned my back to it and stood in front of it and took two or three of them so that my wife could get my child out of there. And, and then uh, from there, at least proceeded to, to usher everybody else out of the way because there was no getting that, that fire under control for a little while. I, I did manage to get a small video of it until it, lit, until it lit the insulation on fire and I had to go put it out with my <laughs> child's baby blanket. We That's, still have that blanket, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> uh, when I was a when I was a kid, um, we went one of the the places we my parents would take us for the fireworks display every year uh, was Lead, South Dakota, uh, because there they they do the the fireworks over the Homestake Open Pit, so it's an old kind of strip mine. Uh, but what it does is that when they launch these fireworks, it goes right over the pit, and it basically works like an amplifier. So it's really loud. But we had, you know, we we had some bad showings there. Uh, there was the year that it was so cloudy that they didn't know if they could actually like put on a show. They fired one up into the sky to see, and if you've ever seen a firework go off in a cloud, like it turns the whole sky green. 
It was because it was a green firework, but it was just like the whole sky went. <laughs> it was awesome. But they that did the one. Cool. It, it was kind of cool. But then they decided, no, no, that's not worth it. So they didn't they didn't do that one that night. They they rescheduled, which was sad. Um, but the, the worst one was I was there for it. Um, the the show was going on. It hadn't gone on for very long. Uh, maybe maybe five minutes was it. And all of a sudden, like the, the point where they uh, light these things from like just exploded in in colors. And they had had a a spark light off all of what they had on this point where the people were and it, I mean it went off like crazy and then you know and it's like it was only five minutes in so you're like wow what's the finale going to be and then you just see the ambulance making its way up the hill to your my parents are like that was the finale you just as a kid you're like oh it's over not realizing like somebody is probably pretty hurt up there I started started round five, and I grabbed the blue can of the finished long drink. This is terrible. <laughs> the red can is amazing. This is, I don't know, there's some weird, like, funk going on with this, because it's like... I blame what you drank before it. It's like stale Christmas tree with grapefruit and a little bit of like a, uh, a, a hit of berry underneath it. It's, I, I, I do not like this. <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to go a solid like 0.5 on this one. Well, oh, oh that is horrible. That's uh, that's interesting. I I was a big fan of the red one. I really liked that one. And it might have had something to do with the combination that I got going on right now. But uh, it uh, it is not good. <laughs> I was gonna say that I I would blame the combination on that because I actually really like that one. Oh, I finally got the fire extinguisher in on this thing. Ugh. Anyway, uh, yes, I'm still working on this thing. I'm almost done. I'm getting there. I'm impressed. It's uh, it's a uh, labor of I, I I wouldn't say love, but of uh, yeah, pride, something like that. But <clears throat> like I said, that was a total content beer. Oh, I, I, I did. I didn't want to drink more than one. <laughs> I I totally get it. Uh, the only beer that I have not finished on this show uh, was the um, I think it was like the Black Butte Porter, and it was because I had a really old one and it had gotten very skunky. That's the only one that I have thrown out. Otherwise, I have finished everything that I have ever had on this show. Um, even though I should not have finished the the uh, juice that I, <laughs> I drank, that no. Um, but I, I will get through this because so and you are correct. That was the long route peanut butter porter. I know you said a black beet porter, didn't you? I I mean, listen, I <laughs> there's a, a reason. 
<laughs> There's a reason we have a spreadsheet. <laughs> yep. I know Kidder's dumped at least one too, so I think he might have dumped two of them, but I don't I don't remember for sure. Kidder has he, given up on a few more than I have. You know He didn't he didn't finish the, he didn't finish the pickle beer. Because he mixed the pickle beer with some with some chalada or some he tried some tomato he tried, juice. He tried to make it into a bloody mary. Yes. Here's here's the thing, and I, I don't blame Kidder oh. one one bit for this because when when we started the whole weird content beer things, this was a this was a totally a me thing. It started in episode five, uh, and it was just like, well, if I'm gonna you know have a drink, you know, it'd be fun to do something of content. Kidder has uh, nicely played along with it, but I don't expect him to necessarily always go with the weird stuff. Somebody's got to have the classy beverages on this show. That's the role Kidder plays. And sometimes he, he gets a little adventurous. Not always. But, you know, if somebody's going to have the good drink on the show, it's usually him. <laughs> I try to bring good stuff once in a while, but yeah, that, that one I had. I had three beers that I needed to find somebody else to help me drink. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, listen, I I totally get it. I'm guilty of doing that myself. <laughs> I will pawn beers off on people. It's been known to happen. So it's uh it's all part of it. But yeah, no, there's there's nothing that says that you know we're gonna drink terrible stuff on here or that if you do get something terrible you have to finish it there's some I, I threw some pictures of my uh of my creation in there for you so you can see just kind of how uh how sketchy this thing is <laughs> yeah, excellent we will we will add those into the show yes yes uh gear lube is what this thing smells like this this long drink um i, I took me a minute to figure it out but it smells like gear lube and it's not me because I washed my hands after work. Now, now I just kind of feel like you're being insulting, man. I, I, I'm sorry, but every time I take a sip, a, a drink of this, I get a I get a blast of gear lube right in the face. <laughs> I'm having a hell of a time just finishing it. Doofta. Well, long drink. On on this slightly <laughs> controversial take from JS Kidder. We've been talking for quite a while, and uh, it's probably time we wrap this up so that some of us can go to sleep. I have a feeling others of us will keep drinking. Um, and, uh, you know, to wrap this up, we should, uh, we should uh, you know, finish the show with some classy cheap plugs, like the new thumbnail on episode eight. Mm-hmm. 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 I mean, if I didn't have to get up to drive in seven hours, uh, I would continue drinking. However, instead, I will say buy us a beer for next week. And how can you do that? You go to beerbluesbs.com. 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 It's right here on the bottom of your screen. You're watching the video version of this. And if you're listening to us, it's also in the show notes. So please visit our website. Buy us a beer. Beerbluesbs.com. Very easy. It's available for you anytime of the day or night. Beerbluesbs.com. 
Also, while you're on their website, you can visit us uh, the links uh, for the merch store. We have lots of great things on the merch store, like T-shirts, shower curtains, bed comforters, <laughs> uh, pint glasses. Yes, great pint glasses, like uh, the Kidder's perfect old-fashioned recipe with no cherry. The Howard's Cave of Wonder. Howard's got that rolling up there. The Triple B Classic version, like uh, Mr. Boucher likes to uh, enjoy and, and take a look at. Uh, also, perhaps you would like to have uh, this one. I'll have a water with hops and grain. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. The classy Triple B logo on the back. Look at that. <clears throat> yep or like local geeks got over there it's been a week i do have the it's been a week glass that's pretty much the perfect beer drinking glass right there it's been a week how can you solve your problems sit at home and have a classy beverage with your good brothers and by doing that well we'd love for you to subscribe to the YouTube channel. It's free. You can also like, follow, and share. That would be sweet. We would appreciate that. Sharing is caring. Get us out there to the people. If you know what I mean. Also, <clears throat> we are on Facebook and Instagram. Like the pages. Follow the pages. Help us get in front of more people there too because again sharing is caring and oh we want to share the humor with everybody let's see what else is out there every audio service we are there including uh, podbean iHeartRadio, pandora tune in stitcher imdb amazon podcast google podcast youtube podcasts Oh, man, we are pretty much anywhere. So if you like listening to the audio podcasts and you have a favorite service, search for us, Beer, Blues, and BS. I know if you've made it to this part of the video, you probably have already found us. But if you have any and all of those services, like and share and subscribe for free on those, too, because, well, you help get our numbers up and uh, we do appreciate you being part of the Triple B family. So I think uh, that's pretty cheap right there. Uh, otherwise, Howard's Cave of Wonder watches videos on YouTube. Those videos are there. We uh, uh, have some other good stuff coming up later this summer with uh, the Kidder's Captain's Log returning. Yeah, there's some breaking news for you. The two month head start. Well, more like one month because time flies when you're having fun. Other than that, uh, man, uh, closing thoughts. Let's 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 go around the room, around the bar with closing thoughts. JS, if you're gonna light fireworks, don't teabag an artillery shell. It's good. Very ballsy of you. Uh, local geek. Yeah, so uh, um, the, it's been a week glass. I 
didn't even cover why it's been a week, but uh, the little guy, he's been having some real struggles at bedtime where he'll come out of his room five, six, seven, a dozen times a night with different excuses why he can't sleep. And tonight he uh, didn't come out from what my wife tells me and didn't notice anything on the camera. So I think he actually stayed in bed tonight for the first time in almost a week without coming out once. That was kind of nice. Very good. I like it. Very good. How are blues? Hey, for once I'm prepared for final thoughts. Kidder, uh, hey, congratulations to us. Because uh, it just so happens that this week, we crossed the 3,000 download mark on our audio podcast. So our show has been downloaded over 3,000 times. Thank you to everybody who has taken the time to download and listen to us and take us with you wherever you go. So that kudos to us. Gunslinger. Thank you for all the downloads. <laughs> hey, we, we, we have a big following in Pennsylvania. Big following in Pennsylvania. I didn't know you were out east. Oh, you were visiting the Constitution. I, right. I get around. <laughs> Man, he gets everywhere. <clears throat> all right well thanks for uh, listening to us on the audio version thanks for watching us on the video version for js gunslinger for the local geek for howard blues i'm the man the myth legend mark kidder howard blues is still figuring out what the hell makes a gas truck go see you in the next episode of beer blues and bs keep your glass at least half full there's free beer tomorrow and yeah we will catch you on down that steamy tuscan highway have a good one happy independence day america you have been listening to a ua production of beer blues and bs if you enjoyed the show, help others find out about it by rating the show or leaving a review at your podcast listening service of choice. Thanks for listening, and may your glass never be empty. UA Productions presents A Glimpse Behind the Curtain. So, is it just me, or does the uh, mystery package that Kidder drop off reek of JS? Yeah, it does a little bit now that you say that. I mean the the blazing hunter's orange and camo uh, wrapping makes me think that JS is involved, right? Until you said something that, that didn't uh, occur to me, but yeah, definitely, definitely does feel that way. Yeah, I mean, I just kind of, I think I kind of thought that because I I went and I looked and I'm like, huh? Because he just put it in my fridge. Oh sure. So I just gave him my my access code and he let him into my garage at least he was able to get it in the fridge for you if you're drinking it tonight i i wasn't planning on drinking it tonight that was kind of why i was like 
<laughs> what are we doing? You know, because like that's a lot of beer to kind of get out of, you know, between the shandy and then he dry- brings a mystery beer. Right. It's like, oh, well, what, what's the plan here? <laughs> I don't want to have to run up mid-show to get something. Yeah, that kind of uh, makes uh, some earlier theories uh, correct, doesn't it, local geek? <laughs> mm-hmm. And but what theories get. might those be? Well, just the fact that the way the type of beer that you dropped off with the hunter orange and camo wrapping that I had I said, I believe that JS is probably involved. Hmm. But now here's the thing. You didn't respond to my text, so I don't have that beer down here. I was driving, and unlike the rest of America, I drive safely on the roads and do not text and drive. Listen, I, I get that, and I appreciate that. No, you don't. But you've also been home for a while, and you could have no, said haven't. something. You've also, and I have it on recording, of you sitting here not answering, not responding as I tried to talk to you. You could have said something, Kidder. That's because I didn't have the audio settings correct. So I didn't even hear you talking until Local Geek went, yeah, when you get the settings changed correctly. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. So now I have to ask, do I need to go up and get that? I think you should. There you go. You, you, you'll enjoy it this time. <laughs> like I believe that. <laughs> okay. I'll, I'll make you a promise. It's not a four loco. Is it a novelty? You'll find out. It's not a four loco. I have a theory as to what it could be, just from what I've seen uh, posted on Facebook by one of the local liquor stores. Oh. Hmm. Okay. I'll be right back. <laughs> Are we starting off with that? I I'm guessing so. All right, I'll go get mine too. I'm going to go put one of these tasty shandies back.